Hello. Okay. Wow, it's been a long night of trying to troubleshoot. But we're here. We got it. Indeed. You ready? Yep. You ready for this? <clears throat> this fun. Wait, wait. Oh hell, where are my notes? Oh god. Did you leave okay. them in here? <laughs> no, I got him. Uh, I got him. Snobs is back with episode three of Lovecraft Country titled Holy Ghost. I am your host, Cicely Joy, and Kalina Michelle is resting right now, so I got a guest joining me. Everyone, welcome, Thomas. Say hi, Thomas. Hi. How you guys doing? <laughs> oh, okay. So let me let me tell you that um as I was re-watching this episode, Thomas was messaging me, chewing me out for um, our previous um, um, recaps of Lovecraft Country because apparently we didn't give enough detail in our recaps. I mean, you know, we were kind of going off the cuff, high-level I mean, overview. I wouldn't say chewing you out. It was just some details that I thought were... <laughs> kind of important like in the first episode where they're getting chased by the white boys in a pickup truck and they're shooting I, at them i mean we said that well but <laughs> you said that the silver car that was that they that he found out his father had gotten into and left you said that the car came and it stopped and it made the pickup truck crash which is true what it you did what you didn't <laughs> say is that that car cut the pickup truck off so it couldn't get to them and then it turned in the middle of the road and blocked off the whole road. And then the pickup truck hit a force field around that car. So it didn't hit the car. I didn't just run oh, the pickup truck off see, the I road. Didn't even, I didn't notice yeah, that. Yeah, no, see, it hit a force field. The, the, the pickup truck was like three feet from the car and hit an invisible wall and then flipped. But see, this, this is the thing, because you, you listened to the podcast episode after you saw episode two, right? Right. And so you already knew about their magic and mysticism and all well, that. I noticed at the, that at first, though. Like, I was like, oh, she didn't even, because I, I, when I saw it, I was oh. like, wait a minute. And I, I was like, did that just happen? And I actually okay. went back okay. and rewinded it, or rewound it, rewinded it in it, and looked <laughs> at it again. I was like, yeah, that was definitely a force field because it did not touch the silver car at all. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So I just didn't see that. But the point is, <laughs> um, he uh, he inspired me to give a lot more detailed notes this time <laughs> and for my recap because I don't want other fans yes I'm calling you a fan to <laughs> to call me up and chew me out because I am no I understand because I honestly when I listen to some podcasts um I remember I used to listen to god I think it was a true blood one and I would get annoyed when they either didn't have a detail right or they missed you know a good key piece of information that I felt was crucial. Mm -hmm. So I get it. I get it. And that's why you belong with real snobs because you are a snob. Well, I don't know about all that, but you know, yeah, you know, just, it's just the, the supernatural part of the show is a big part of the reason that I like it because they do a bunch oh, of definitely. You know, supernatural stuff. And like the whole thing with the werewolves and how when uh, 
Uncle George had gotten left behind and then he had to run and catch up to them when they were already in the cabin. He had the flashlight and that kept him, you know, from attacking. Yeah. And they were like, oh, and then the, then the, the cop wouldn't let, wouldn't let, um, God, Tick go because he was like, no, you're just going to run off. So Letty was like, yeah. oh, man, Dragon High School, I'll go. And she ran and she got attacked when he got to the car and the thing jumped on the hood and it was a whole thing. It's an intelligently uh, written show. Like for certain shows like this, it's easy to find like little plot holes or little mistakes mm. in their own uh, universe. But no, they they really do a good job with uh, everything is very intentional and mm-hmm. well thought out. And, and the, with right, and, and the characters are smarter than you know you might assume that they are. Like they're very. They're well read. They like to read. That's the whole thing. They like, like uh, Tick and Uncle George yeah. were fans of 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 uh, Lovecraft. You know, they read those books. Like his his uncle Uncle George's favorite book was Dracula. Like he quoted Dracula when they were in the cabin. You know, mm-hmm. and then he forgot because he was under a spell. But they they know things. And like when they were in that diner that the white folks mm-hmm. had burned down, he remember he asked Uncle George, "Why did you say the White House was painted white?" He's like, "Oh, because when they set fire to it, they had to." fix it up and they painted it white to hide all the burn marks and he looked up at the ceiling and it was painted white but you could see something and he looked at the floor mm-hmm. and moved that tile yeah so it's like little details like that I think are you know important because it was like oh man this is uh yeah it's about to get it's about to get serious you know <laughs> if you catch those little things then you see yeah oh, it's about to go down yeah and that's 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 what I love about the show is so much symbolism some of it's blatant but some of it is very subtle um and also it's they do a good job of um, blending the horror of, you know, the supernatural with the actual horror of racism and putting that on that same um, um, playing field because for, for people of color in this country and especially black people, um, lives can feel like a horror movie, mm-hmm. you know, that you're constantly in fear of your life. And definitely during that time, the Jim Jim Crow era and all that, like it, it's it's really no different. Like Letty didn't have any, and oh, we're kind of jumping ahead, but Letty didn't have any reason to be more afraid of ghosts than she would of <laughs> right. of her white neighbors. Right. <laughs> so, with that said, let's let's get into this episode again. A very very um, thoughtfully titled "Holy Ghost." Mm. <laughs> So Holy Ghost um, opens up, uh, the opening scene is at a church where you see a praise dance happening. So all of a sudden, of course, the first thing when you're thinking about Holy Ghost, uh, we're thinking about people catching the Holy Spirit. Yeah, exactly. That's what she was. She was doing her little Holy Spirit dance. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Hippolyta mm-hmm. and I, I think when I first saw it, I wasn't sure because, of course, we're coming off of everything that happened in episode two and the right. death of Uncle George. So I was like, is this his funeral? Is this just time that has passed, which, uh, you know, time has passed. Right. Um, so I wasn't sure exactly if this was just a church service. And yeah, I think it was a regular church. Was, That's what I think. Yeah, because yeah. I didn't. Yeah, it seemed like. It was way too joyful to be a funeral. They were like playing the music yeah. and everybody was up singing and shouting. I was like, yeah, this is like a regular a regular Sunday. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, yeah, it opens up with this praise dance and you just see um, everyone up, you know, dancing and celebrating and Letty is sitting down and she just has a, a kind of, not a blank stare, but just um, her mind is 
elsewhere and you see mm-hmm. a tear um, fall on their face. A single tear. A mm-hmm. single tear. And what's different about this episode, and I didn't know because I haven't read the book, but the book actually, each chapter is kind of a different story from what I heard. And so this episode, unlike episode one and two, which are kind of, they go together, this feels like it's framing a whole new chapter. Um, kind of like, it starts off where you're thinking like, well, is all that happened before still part of the story or is this something totally new? I wasn't sure at first. Right. So um, it starts off with um, a writing some text saying in 1955, a group of Negro men and women moved into a house on the North side of Chicago. Um, and I think it's 10 days like later, three, three people disappeared. Days, yeah. yeah. And so this is actually, um, even though this, that particular line is fictional for this, um, this episode, it's based off of true events that have, um, happened at, actually at earlier time, I think in the earlier fifties, um, um, there was, a, a black family that moved into an all white building, um, somewhere else in Chicago and, um, essentially being harassed, which is uh, a theme that happens throughout this episode that we'll get into a little bit more later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what's interesting, the title scene uh, when they show Lovecraft, and I, and I have to maybe go back to episode one and two to see if those are different. Right. But in the title scene, it has like this little illustration of the house, the same house that um, the show opens into. Um, and the house has all these roots kind of underneath and further down, there's like a, a, a illustration of a casket. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. automatically you're knowing that there's some bodies buried um, under this house. So after the title scene comes, um, it shows that Letty bought a house. And of course my first thoughts were, Oh, yeah. where did she get the money? Right. <laughs> What's happening? But she basically is taking her sister to see this house. She feels like, you know, her family has done so much for her. She owes her her sister a lot, uh, a debt. So uh, the way she can repay her sister is to move her sister into this house. And she's wanting to open it as a kind of halfway home or a home for any any, um, black person needing um, housing. And this is a a beautiful kind of Victorian style home, old home that needs a lot of work, but it's in the north side of Chicago in a white community. So yeah, during that time, hmm, yeah. (laughs) It's not, you you can kind of see where this is going. Right, I mean, you can see the people looking out the window as they're walking down the street like, what are these two niggers doing in my neighborhood? Yeah. a scene that we've already seen before right. with um, with them being on the road and, and and stopping in these predominantly white towns where of course they weren't belo- they they uh, they didn't belong these sundown towns and stuff. So again, even though uh, North Side of Chicago wasn't one, uh, it still has that same feeling. Um, so after that, uh, the next scene is at Hippolyta. Uh, why can't I say Hippolyta? Is it Hippolyta? Hippolyta, I think it is. We're going to say Ingenue. <laughs> <laughs> it's Hippolyta. Hippolyta's house. Um, she is um, 
we find out that weeks, uh, just about a month has gone by since Uncle George's death. And you can tell, like, she's still, she's still grieving. She's still um, going through it. And Tick is staying, has been staying with them, helping out and everything. And there's immediate tension that you can feel. There's um, maybe some resentment. We don't know. Maybe because he showed up and, and Uncle George didn't. Mm. But it's 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 very apparent and Tick can feel it as well and um, pretty much makes uh, makes it known that he he will not be staying there um, right. because he has some things to do because he, he he knows he wore out his welcome. Well, even before that, back when they were showing her getting ready and she like r- starts ripping the pages out of his Dracula book, out of George's Dracula book. And it's like, oh, what's going on here? And, you know, she like pulls it out the drawer. She's getting ready and just starts not even looking at it, just kind of look like gazing into the mirror, into nowhere, and just like tearing out pages of Dracula. Like, all right, what's going on here? That was kind of weird. But then she no. goes in the kitchen and, you know. Go ahead. And and all that stuff. But I mean, I just thought that was like, that. I feel like that's definitely a setup for something that's, you know, coming. You know? So I saw that and what I got from that was her... Uh, I think, uh, and maybe it was the next scene or a little later, she was talking about, uh, it was later, she was kind of talking about Tick being there at the house and all the little ways he's been helpful, but mm-hmm. also the thing, the th- ways that he's kind of gotten under her skin in ways that have reminded her of Uncle George. It feels like it made me feel that that scene of her tearing the pages out of his favorite book and kind of turning the cup over and all these things are, are her way of trying to not to move on, to not be constantly reminded of uncle George. Well, well she, when she turned the cup over, like she was telling lady, like when, um, when tick washed the cups, he puts them up. But when George washed the cups, he would put them face down. Like, you know, like most normal people put them to dry. So she was like, Tick is doing it in the opposite way of George and oh, shit I, like that. Yeah. I thought it was the other way. I thought yeah, she no. was saying that he was doing it just like Uncle George. No, no, it's something no. He, that... was, he, was on a, he was doing it the wrong way because I don't care okay. how you wash bitches. Nobody puts the cup up. You know? Okay, you so put, yeah, she's yeah. just going through it. We're going to yeah. say that until yeah, I mean, otherwise. <laughs> I mean, plus, but it's like she said, she, she thought that she wasn't told the entire story. She wasn't yeah. told the true story. So she feels some kind of way about that. Yeah. You know? And that's that's probably putting even more stress on, you know, what she what she's going through and and making her maybe resent Tick because she doesn't think that they told her the truth, even though oh, yeah. all three of them told her the same story. She was like, I know what you told me and I know, that you, you know, I just I don't like it, you know. Yeah. Um. So um, le- he leaves um, her house and he goes to see um, his dad and his dad is drinking again. <laughs> Um, I mean, I mean, if he can't ever surprise, <laughs> yeah, can't really be con- uh, surprised by that. And uh, Tick asks, you know, his dad, you know, mind if I stay here for a while and all that. So his dad's fine with it. So um, next scene is basically uh, giving the the setting the scene of the racial tension that again is present in um, this neighborhood that Letty has moved into. Um, it's kind of, again, the presence of Blacks in a quote-unquote white area. So now they are uh, continuing that theme of fighting monsters like the ghosts that we are going to see soon, as well as the races 
um, <laughs> in this show uh, never can really have a break. So as um, Letty is getting the house ready, she already has these people moving in um, and the, there are artists that are moving in, a lot of artistic people. And um, I didn't catch this the first round, but the second round, um, one of the um, tenants that's moving in says his name is um, Baldwin, mm. James Baldwin. Oh, well, no, he said the dog's name is Baldwin. No, he said Baldwin. No, I thought he was like, oh, he's so cute. What's his name? And he says Baldwin. And she starts laughing. But then he he followed up when he introduced himself to her sister. He said, um, I, he, he said his name James. And he said, oh, are you a writer as well? So I was like, oh, that's clever. James Baldwin. Maybe they hmm. weren't. But no, it was him because I actually looked up the credits. And I was like, oh, okay. So it was him. Um, and then right after she left our, um, we are introduced to James Baldwin, um, a, another tenant, um, speaks to Letty about using the basement for a dance studio. And so I'm like, Hmm, okay, this is a person too. So I looked that up and that, um, act actress, her character was just called Carmen. And I'm like, Carmen, Carmen, that sounds familiar. In the 1950s, there is a dancer named Carmen um, Carmen de la Velade, something like that. I can't mm. remember, but she's married to crap. Oh, George. <laughs> oh, I can't. I'm thinking of his name, but I remember his character from Annie. He played Punjab in Annie, which is so random. Um, God, mm. what's his name? Jeffrey Holder. Jeffrey Holder. Yes, I knew it was with a with a G. Jeffrey with a G. Right. Yeah, like, so they were like famous. From Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Jeffrey with a G. Yeah, so they were a Same famous uh, couple uh, of dancers back in the. I mean, she's still alive. I think she's in her 80s now. Um, he's passed away, but yeah, I believe that's who that was because, like I said, every everything is intentional um, with this show. And so the second go around, when I caught that, I'm like, oh, let me let me dig a little deeper. Right. Um. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so after, you know, she's she's getting the place ready and all that, you see the neighbors uh, stick a sign in the yard saying, like, no, um, this is a white community and yeah. undesirables need to leave. Undesirables. Great. Classic right. Lovecraft. <laughs> um, Classic America, really. Shoot. Yeah, so... Letty's now experiencing, I guess, the next day or so, um, she's starting to get um, harassment from the neighbors. They are um, uh, tying bricks to the horns of their car. Well, so, well, well, let's go the, back a little bit. Time. Sorry. Well, yeah, because remember, so so Tick leaves uh, Uncle George's place. You know, he's outstayed his welcome. Then he goes to see his dad. But the reason, remember, he, the reason he went to, to find uh, Letty is because he and his dad got into this big ass fight. Remember, what was the fight about? <laughs> remember, well, so so his dad was, of course, he was drunk on the sauce, and he was in his sleep and on the floor, and telling that story about the dude that came in and like Jackie Robinson and saved him. Yeah. I got you, kid. Yeah. Just like he said in that first episode, when he basically took that bat and split Cthulhu in half. He says, yes. "I got you, kid." Um, so you know, he tells that story. He tells that story about how. This dude, this dude, this stranger came in with the baseball bat and saved him from all these white kids. 
And then he's like, oh, I overstayed my welcome. Uh, she doesn't believe we're telling, you know, she doesn't, she, she thinks something is wrong. And he's like, she doesn't believe the story. Yeah. And then he gets all mad and they get, you know, this, this real, real fierce standoff where they're both, because they were sitting and he had, uh, his dad had poured himself something to drink and he's like, slams the table. He's like, I told her the whole story. And he's, so he gets mad and he leaves. And that's, that's how he ends up going to the house with Letty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. see. I, I didn't even, like, I didn't even see that scene as like a major fight, just them disagreeing on um, telling Hippoletta the actual truth. Right. Well, that was um, big enough to get him up out of the house because he was going to stay there. And that's true. House. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. So now Tick, Tick is at the house. And, um, but, uh, so while he is there and, and Letty offers him another room that she hasn't rented out, um, I guess then if this happens the next day where, no, I'm sorry. The same day well, that Tick arrives is when um, they're confronted with the white neighbors. Right, because Tick was going to go. House. Right, because he was like, oh, I would stay, but you know, I, I said yeah. I got to go back to work and tell my boss I'd be gone for a few days. That was a month ago. Yeah. So or he's like, I got to get back to work. But then once the white boys go out there and they lay bricks on the horn so that the horns are constantly blowing, he's like, maybe I will. They're just lined stay. up. Cars right. lined up right in front of their house. There's three cars just sitting there, intimidating yeah. them. So of course he's like, oh well, like, I'll stick around for a little bit, you know, being protective and all that. Right. Um. So then it goes to the next day where Letty wakes up and um she she's sleeping in the bed and you see the the covers being pulled by this um um this hand hand. (laughs) this really this black hand and then you see on the side of the bed kind of someone you see like half of their face kind of staring at her and as they they start to rise you see that they are missing a jaw yeah (laughs) it's it's very gruesome kind of look and at first i wasn't i did not know what i was seeing i'm like Mm, what the hell is this and um letty wakes up um, kind of jumps out of bed um, from the car- covers being yanked totally all the way off, yeah. <laughs> and so she's scared out out of her sleep and wakes up to again hearing the horn still blasting. Looks out the window and notices also that the um, radiator is um, overheating and it's uh, in, very in very hot <laughs> in the summer time. So it's very hot. So she goes down to the basement to you know, check it out and to fix or to uh, stop the pressure from the radiator. And while she's in the basement, she's hearing this, um, these noises and this banging coming from somewhere. And she's investigating and sees there's a kind of a trap door on the floor that there's some furniture that was on and blocking. So she's, you know, checking it out, checking it out. And she hears these voices. And I think as she gets closer, um, do the voices scream out at that time and scare yeah, they her start getting. I, I couldn't make out what they were saying, but they were definitely voices. And that that like little cellar thing, it was because it was like a it was like a cabinet or something on top of it. Yeah, but it was like a little wire one, so it wasn't super heavy. But it was like it was like something was really trying to like it was bumping it up, so you can actually kind of see inside, and you can see that there was a a, a room under there. And it just mm-hmm. got really loud, and the, the voices and screams, and then she screams and just hauls ass up out of there. Yeah. Rightfully so. Right. Um, and so she she grabs Tip to come and investigate, and uh, you know he basically has his bat and moves the furniture, opens it up, and they march right down there, and it's just an empty room, an empty cellar. Um, 
and so as she's like, no, I, I swear I heard stuff. I heard stuff. He, he says things that basically implies that, you know, he believes her, but he also believes she is going through P- PTSD from all of the events that they just experienced. Plus there are neighbors out here harassing and there, and they may be responsible for the boiler and certain other things like everything. There's a reasonable explanation to everything that she is kind of experiencing right, right. now. But he, he, he made it clear, like, I don't believe you're making it up. Yeah. Like he, he, he doesn't necessarily believe it, but he totally, he definitely doesn't write her off because like he said, all the things that they've been through, like, yeah, they've seen vampires and wizards and he saw into the garden of Eden. Like, yeah. He could believe that there's somebody haunting a house, you know, if he yeah. can see it for himself. He, it wouldn't surprise him, I guess, at this point. What the hell is that? What? You didn't hear that noise? What noise? <laughs> you hear someone screaming, which is really creepy. Uh, when you do. Maybe it was, I'm, I've shifted a bit. It might have been my mic. <laughs> yeah, it may be. It's like an electronic scream, but at first. Oh, I don't I know about that. Like a, like I'm hearing it now. Like it kind of comes in and out. I am not. It may be like, is it the computer or like a phone nearby? Hello, did I lose you? I may have lost him. There it is, and it's screaming. It's screaming. I think it's your mic. Can you hear me? Hello. Is that better? No. Yes, I hear. Okay, okay. so much better. It was just so creepy because it was like we're talking about these voices, and all of a sudden I hear something that's like, like, "Oh my god, what is that?" Oh, that's funny. That's okay. I'll I'll cut that out. Or maybe you should leave it. <laughs> <That's funny. clears throat> okay, so where were we? Um, so they're in this room. And, you know, she's she's kind of calming down and he there's there's that sexual tension between them once more. You know, there um, he's he's somewhat trying to provide some comfort. And I think either he grabs her hand or maybe she grabs his hand or something. And then one of them releases. So some of the sexual tension that we've we've seen in episode one and two is still present. And we know that they haven't seen each other really in about a month since everything happened. All right. Am I leaving anything else out? Because I'm trying to make sure I got notes. <laughs> uh, I don't think so. Okay, okay. So, I'm just looking at my notes. Okay, so the next night, um, the next night she throws a party. I feel like there may have been a scene in between this with was it um a scene where um Tick's father goes to see Hippoletta uh before she threw the party? I'm pretty uh, sure. Was it before that. the party or was it after the party? I feel like it was I can't remember. No, now. it was after. I think yeah, it was after. Okay. okay. So skipping ahead. Okay. Huh? So the next night, um 
Letty throws her like housewarming party and there's a whole lot of people, a lot of black people from the south side of Chicago are showing up into this little white neighborhood. And of course, I- I'm just seeing this and I'm like, oh, this is not going to go well at all. Right. Um, and um, throughout the party, it's kind of cute. There's there's small, um, there are a lot of little Easter eggs going on throughout this party. There's um, some chatter about MLK. They they discuss him as, oh, have you heard about this new preacher that's jumpstarting the movement? Oh, I heard his name's Michael, but he, yeah. they're, they're going, he's going by Martin. And oh yeah, I heard his he has a white wife, but no, they they put a uh, they made sure she's a colored woman or something. Yeah, he's probably, I heard it's, he was married a white woman. No, they that made him marry a colored woman. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah Martin was it? Yeah, his name Mike. His name Michael. No, he's going by Martin now. Yeah, yeah, so there's a lot of like little kind of chatter that you're hearing that again is setting um, the historical um, scene of what's going on the rest in the rest of the country. Um, as they are, you know, enjoying this party and all, um, Letty is just going around, pouring drinks, having a good time. Hippolyta is there, and I think she has a conversation uh, with Letty um, at the party, and that's when she's discussing, you know, Tick staying with them and helping out, but also kind of mentioning um, the ways that. I guess how she's he's also kind of getting under her skin and how she knows that there was more uh, more to the story and all that but it's a it's more of a light conversation it's not a heavy conversation at this time mm-hmm. um so she mentioned something about the, her kids because her daughter is there with some other kids and they're in the basement of this house and they are have a Ouija board, and so they decide, you know, we're going to play around with this Ouija board. There's two was girls the and two guys. Or the attic? I thought it was the basement. I thought it was the attic because then they oh, showed yeah. this. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you for reminding me because I remember that scene and I, I wrote another note about that, but I forgot about the attic stairs. So, yes, you're right. The attic. Um, to I will go back to that scene in a second, but. One thing, so Hippolyta looked up at the attic stairs and then she turned around and there was a door behind her and she walked into this door and it was this kind of creepy room, a a really dark room and there was nothing but this table, this round table and this um, like a model solar system. A little astrology type deal. Yeah, Yeah. and so she reaches for it and then it cuts to the next scene and and they never addressed this. And I was like, what was the significance? Right, that. like whose thing was that? Was that somebody that lived here, or was that something from yeah. before that was cursed? But... Because that room is shown in a later scene, and that's not on the table anymore. So I was like, "What yeah. is about that solar system?" But to move backwards a little bit, um, going back to the attic with the, where the kids are playing with mm, the Ouija yeah. board, it's two girls and two guys. One of the kids, they they uh, his name. Bobo or Boo Boo? Bobo, I think. Uh, and they said, oh, Bobo, it's your, your turn. And he asked, will I have a good time on my trip or will I you know, enjoy right. my trip? And the thing about him, he is, he is Emmett Till. Oh, shit. 
Yes. So if you see um, if you see a side by side picture, and I think I posted this on Real Snobs Facebook page or something, there's a side by side picture. He's wearing this very distinctive tie that Emmett Till was wearing in a very um, a picture that's well known of Emmett Till. And Emmett Till's nickname was Bobo. Um, And And he he, died in 55. Yes. And he. is from Chicago, from Chicago was, yeah. and was going on a trip because that's where he died, where he was on a trip. So again, another Easter egg, another nod to a historical figure and kind of showing this humanitarian side of Emmett Till that we don't get any, we ne- or I, we're saying we like now, right. but the people at the time probably never even experienced because you're just hearing about the quote unquote horrors of this young man and what he did according to how media probably portrayed it at the time. So they didn't probably portray it any kind of way until until his mom went at open casket funeral. Yeah, very true. So um so they're they're up there, they're they're um messing with the Ouija board and um, the answer to that question was no. Right. A, a swift <laughs> and, no. Like we floated around for a minute and then shot over the no. Yeah. Um, and then the next kid goes and um, I think the kid asks like um, who who are we speaking to? Yeah, right. And it spells out George's name. Uncle George. Or yeah. just George. It says George, yeah. But then it's, I think it continues and it says, did it say George is dead? Yes, it did. Because I had to go back and look at that. I was like, I was like, what the hell does it say? Because I was like, his last name is Freeman. And I was like, yeah. And I had to go back again and actually look at it. And it said, oh, George is dead. Because when it's, when it spelled out George, uh, what's the girl's name, his daughter? Yeah, um, I forgot her, her well, name. One, but Once it spells out George, she jumps off the, she like gasps and jumps away from the table. And, it and continues. then it says, and the kids are looking like, what the hell? And they kind of pull back, but they don't take their hands off. But they're looking like, what the hell is going on? And it spells out, it's dead. And she's like, you guys are jerks. That's not funny. And she's like, it wasn't us. It wasn't us. Like, you assholes. And she, like, flips the Ouija board over and storms off. Yeah. yeah that was messed up. I was like, what the hell? George is the, is the, oh, it's dead. Oh, okay. George <laughs> is dead. Yeah. Different words. Two words. So um, from that scene, again, it, it cuts back to the party. Um, Letty's having a great time. You know, she is dancing. Um, Tick arrives and he's wearing his um, army uniform. And uh, mm-hmm. someone comments like, good idea, you know, showing showing True. that presence for the neighbors. Because obviously the neighbors are all gathered outside. Right. Um, it was Tree that he was talking to, the dude from the bar that he, yes. he does not like Tree. is evident in the first episode yes. when he comes and talks to him. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Tree did, but you don't like Tree. It's, it felt like one of those things, like they grew up together, but they never really were, were really friends. Right. Or um, Tree and, used to be like a dick to him. And he, yeah. He's Tree. He's the ta- he's obviously tall. He's like at least like 6'5". He's way taller than everybody else. So he might have been a dick to him when they were kids. But now that now that uh, now he's grown up, um, Tick, yeah. that is, and he's the big bad soldier boy. He wants to be all friendly. And he's like, yeah, I don't like you, fool. Get off me. Yeah. So um, he shows up and Tick is, you know, um, he sees Letty and he sees her dancing um, uh, with someone. And you can tell he's kind of in his feels. And Tree mentions about uh, him and Letty used to tussle. Tussle back in the day and how, you know, he was like, you know, 
I wouldn't mind. I, I can't remember I'm what he said. Nostalgic. Yeah, but basically suggesting that he would like to uh, pursue that again, but then notices how Tick is looking at her. He's like, well, unless you already are. Well, he said, and- but, I, but I heard that you're staying here for free. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. So you're the only one in here not paying rent. So, you know, if you stay here for free, that's, Tick's know. like, yeah, and? <laughs> I was like, all right, you got it, bro. I was just making sure, you know. It's like, you but it. you may want to let her know if she's yours. because She was dancing all hot and heavy with old boy. Yeah. And then, so, oh, and it's also the great, the thing is her sister is singing, because you know her sister sings. Yeah. And they have the they have her singing the best song for it too. Is you is is you ain't my baby. <laughs> now, what is, was it, is it you that I watched that with? Because uh, I that that was a song that episode of Time and Jerry Tom used to sing that song to the other cat. Is you is or is you ain't no, that my was not baby. Me. <laughs> Maybe me. babies find somebody new. Because <laughs> I know it from a lot of different other references, but I love that song too. Yeah, so she's singing that, and Letty is like dancing with this El Randomo, and uh, Tick is just looking, watching, watching her dance, and then and like, is like, she was dressed beautifully, like yes, very. Uh, Form fitted dress, and mm-hmm. she, I mean, she looked gorgeous. So, Tell you me, man, that, that uh, that that actress, uh, what's her name? Uh, Journey Smollett, Smoothie, she's good, man. <laughs> actress Journey Smoothie, she's uh, Smoothie, yeah, she's, uh, she is Mary Smoothie Bell, yes, yeah, exactly. Journey Smoothie Bell, exactly. <laughs> so, um, she's looking it's, good, it's hot, and, and Journey kind of uh, Journey Letty <laughs> Letty has to take a break, and so she goes to the bathroom to kind of cool down. And oh, you're but, seeing little... but, but not before she notices Tick watching her dance. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and then it starts dancing contact. all extra hard, and she like turns toward the guy and pulls him all close and gets that. It's yeah. her little, her 50s freak dance song, getting all close and sexual and I don't know about all that. But yeah, she 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 really got into it once she noticed Tick was dancing or, or yeah. Tick was watching. Yeah. Like she's putting on the show for him now. Right. So yeah, she goes to the bathroom, cools down. And the as she's kind of just getting some water on her face, you're seeing these ghosts kind of pop up behind her that she doesn't yeah. notice. But in we the mirror. notice. Yeah, because we see them in the mirror. Yeah. While she's so, wiping her face. Yeah. Um, Tick comes into the bathroom and uh, immediately they just go at it. Right. And finally, it's just like, okay, all that sexual tension that's been brewing and brewing, it finally explodes and they go at it in the bathroom. Yeah, it explodes all right. <laughs> yes. It's quite quick. I mean, but, you know, it's um, built up. But when he, uh, when they finish and he kind of, you know, pulls out and all that, he looks down and he notices some blood and immediately she gets really, really embarrassed and saying something about like, I, I didn't realize I'm on my monthly and right. he's letting her know she's, it's cool. It's cool. It's, it's okay. cool. It's and at first I'm like, okay, I wrote that down. Cause I'm like, what is the significance of this blood? This, that's right. not random. What, what does that mean? All that, right. um, which we'll get to in a second, but you know, so at this time, oh, as they, back. yeah, as they leave uh, the bathroom and stuff, um, Letty's kind of she goes and kind of sits into the living room just, and she she well, looks she sad crying in the bathroom. Yeah, though, right? she started crying. Like and once she, she left the bathroom, and she and starts she, crying, and she just seems sad. And so you're wondering, like. At that time, I was thinking, is this just from embarrassment, you know, or what? Like, where's this coming from? Um, But as uh, but that is um, 
uh, interrupted when you see this light from outside and notice that the the neighbors have now right because um, she said across right she says kind of like behind her sister who's playing dominoes because you know Negroes in Chicago is gonna play some dominoes <laughs> yes. she's talking about how she didn't get a call back from the department store because she's black but she'll work harder than anybody in there and she yeah. and you see this light kind of and she looks up and goes to the window and on the lawn is. Yeah, a burning cross. Yeah. yeah. I, want, I don't and, know what that's ooh. about, though. I don't know the history behind that one. Oh, the KKK. That's, oh, that's, their, that's their symbol. What, the KKK? They're real? Yeah. But white America these days told me that wasn't a thing. Yeah, that's, that is a thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's their call sign. So um, so that oh, that shifts, shifts the energy of this episode. And, um and a very memeable <laughs> um, next scene where you see Letty just who just has had enough. She yeah, you can see through. her face, and she's like, she goes from being sad to being distraught to being like, I know these motherfuckers. Like, yeah. So she's- she gets up, marches toward the door, grabs a bat, and you hear the other guys say, or uh, Tick tells Tick, yeah. some. Some guys like get the rifles, get this, get that. Yeah, so she she marches out of the um, house and goes um, straight to the cars that are still blasting their horns Um, in front of the house. Now that's the one thing about this episode that was like that ain't real because they they put those cars out there on like day two. Here we are on day what eight or nine. No, 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 no. Still going because they. I was I was paying attention to these days because. They people didn't move until like day five or something, and this um, the house part because I noticed like how quickly she she cleaned up the house and, and then had a party. So the house party was only like two days um, into this whole thing. Okay, well it was still blowing for three days though. It was like, come on, son, yeah. your battery not that good. Yeah, seriously, you know that. Who knows? They they made things good back then, but <laughs> whatever. So, um, yeah, so she takes the bat and that's when, oh, I can't remember. They're, they're playing this gospel music at this time. So, again, we're back to the Holy Ghost, like that, um, that theme. And she takes the bat to these cars. She's break, busting in the windows to bust a, the brick off the steering wheel, br- busting in the headlights. Yeah, they got them tied just, down with like tweet or whatever. They just got them tied to the uh, steering wheel. She just like smacking the bricks off. Yeah, she just yeah. goes ham on it. And I think um, the gospel song, I remember I wrote this line that said, everything the devil stole, um, you know, God gave me. So, oh, yeah. so she's um, out there while she's breaking the windows. Meanwhile, the guys, four, I think it's four of them. So it's mm-hmm. taking three other guys and they have the shotguns out and like, like they kind of spread out and they're like, they're on the sidewalk while she's doing that, making sure that none of these neighbors comes and tries to stop her. Or they're going to lose their kneecaps. Yeah, and she just like tearing these cars up. It's great. It's great to watch. And then she she takes the bat and she throws it at the neighbors, like throws right. it into their yard. Her sister comes with a car, opens the trunk. They throw the um, they throw the guns in there. Her sister speeds off. I just love how like she had her back. Mm. And then someone gives Letty a, a jacket to put on, and they already can hear the police sirens coming, and they got their hands up and on their knees because they already know <laughs> what's about to go down. Right. So they're arrested. Um, the next scene is Letty in a police van. In a paddy wagon. In a paddy wagon in the back alone with this police officer. The chief, wasn't it? Was yeah. he the chief? 
or a captain or something. He was a high ranking cop, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So he's um, in charge. Um. So he is now uh, telling Letty uh, da, 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 that he's been getting a lot of complaints about her, like ever since um, they moved in and Letty uh, retorts saying, well, have you gotten my 28 complaints <laughs> about mm-hmm. all the harassment? And he's 21. like, oh, no, yeah. uh, uh, 21 complaints. And yeah. he's like, no, no, we don't have any. Oh, he, he asked the guys up front, he's like, oh, have we got any complaints? He's like, not, not that we can recall. I'm like, yeah, I bet. Yeah, so um, then he starts um, talking to Letty about, like, the house. He's like, do you even know the history of the house? And and um, uh, eight bodies were found or body parts wait, were wait, found. Wait, wait, wait. No, he said that after the fact. Because before he got into that, he's like, well, why did you buy this house? Like, he goes in her record and he's like, who are you with? The, and he calls the what is it? Yeah. The, like, the, the National Association for the Advancement of Cockroaches. And she kind of chuckles at it because I guess it's kind of funny. She's like, whatever. But she's kind of ignoring him and he's trying to get information. Then he grabs the um, remember he grabs the handle in the back of the paddy wagon mm-hmm. and then the driver just starts swerving and throwing her all over the, the back of the yeah, car. Yeah, roughing her up. And right. He's like, she's like, just let us know. Walls and bleeding and yeah. yeah. He was like, this can all be over if you tell me like who told you to buy that house. Because um, he, he wants to know like why are they there and and how does she get the money to buy the house all that stuff so um then that's when he says you don't you don't even know the history of it and um that um body parts were you know found body parts of eight mirrors yeah buried beneath your basement well basically again trying to scare her off and all that but then says like well you you'll soon basically that you'll you'll soon find out you know like i don't like Implying that he don't have to do anything because the house is going to take care of it right. <laughs> itself. Um, and so she, next scene um, shows Letty back at the house now in the basement, which she actually turned into a dark room by the suggestion of someone um, mm-hmm. in an earlier Big. scene. And Letty's uh, bruised Big, up. Yeah. Um, so she's looking at these pictures that she had hanging up drying and notices that they're scratched. And uh, when she turns on the darkroom light, she can see that they're all scratched up and the scratches are kind of in a pattern. Yeah, so and they're not takes, just like scratches, though. It's like they're, it's almost like... They're lit. Yeah, it's like a light coming off of them, some kind yeah. of, like, really strange. Yeah. And so she takes them all down and kind of arranges them on the floor um, in the basement and trying to um, figure out this puzzle or this pattern. And as she does, you're seeing like this really kind of scratched up face appear that starts coming from the floor, like rising from the floor of uh, from these pictures in almost like a like someone had a sheet on the ground, a gigantic head starts rising from it. And it's. uh, this spirit that basically says, get out of my house. Which blows her back off of her feet and onto the stairs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, she's terrified because what the hell? <laughs> 
Yeah, so she's terrified. She goes, she runs upstairs and she immediately starts grabbing these pictures off the wall from the, that she took from when they first moved in. And her sister is talking to her, trying to understand, like, you know, you shouldn't have provoked these people. You're you're going to get us in trouble. You're going to, we still have um, all the Oh, um, yeah, she was saying tenants. all the tenants left because they, she, yeah, they draw more attention to them by, by throwing, by tearing up those white boys' cars. So now they're like, oh, they're gonna all the tenants left. We don't have the money. We got to pay this mortgage, even though it's not called a mortgage back then. I forget what it was called. Yeah, yeah. That, I was wondering what that was, what the term that they were using. I was like, okay, sounds so, like it's basically just a mortgage, from what I can understand, though. Yeah. So um, Letty, at the time, she's like, you know, she's preoccupied, but she said she said this in passing, kind of not really thinking uh, as much. But she said, oh, it's okay. I got, I still got money from mom from uh, mom to cover it and it it stops her sister in the track like, because of course yeah because her Money sister was asking from the beginning like how how could you afford this house and letty has always kind of just uh bypassed that um that question and so letty now admits that um their mom who passed um left her uh inheritance that she just got a call from the bank that she had this money and it doesn't make sense why it went to her because she, uh, you know, doesn't have her mother's last name. She wasn't at the funeral. She basically was the outcast of the family, it seems. And um, the fact that she didn't share the money with her sister and her brother was, you know, it was kind of sketchy. And I will admit, I was like, that she was wrong for all that. Right. <laughs> kind of keeping it to herself. And Letty says uh, the reason she didn't say anything because she was trying to avoid her sister um, feeling pain from her mom leaving her this money. So her sister and her got into it. You know, her sister was um, pretty upset about it. And all this time uh, I've been bailing you out and you ain't even, you know, you just like mom. She was selfish. If at least you knew she was selfish and all this time I've been helping you out and we've been giving you money and I thought it was just because you were a fuck up but it's because you're actually not because you're a fuck up because you're fucked up. It's like, oh, well, there's a difference there. Yeah. So, and I can't remember if her sister just marched out or if it just uh, went to the next scene. Oh, she left. She definitely left. Yeah. I feel like she went to her room to get her stuff and get the hell up out yeah. of there. Yeah, like. understandably so. All right. So the next scene, this is the scene where Hippolyta is actually um, that Montrose, um, Tick's Montrose, father, um, is waiting outside um, their their business, um, Uncle George and Hippolyta's business, and helps Hippolyta in with some of her bags. And um, they're discussing um, George's death or she, you know, she's kind of right. questioning some things about it. And it was and then, an interesting scene because it was like there wasn't really anything new that kind of that scene brought other than just them speaking about. Right. I mean, because, you know, he he carries the bag. He says, oh, I'm coming to help D with her swing because apparently uh, he has a good eye. I guess he was a pretty good baseball player. Because um, mm-hmm. Tick had said earlier when he was at the house with him, he was like, oh, you know, I was helping, uh, helping D out with her swing. She could use your eye. So I guess he's the guy that's good with baseball. He's like, oh, I'm going to help D out with a swing and, you know, check on all that. And then he drops the bag and it's a copy of Dracula. And he's like, oh, yeah, I spilled coffee on his. But we know that she yeah. tore the pages out of the damn thing earlier. So she replaced it. And then they got to talking about George. And she was expressing to him that she did not feel like they were telling him the entire or telling her the entire truth. I know you said that you 
know that that sheriff shot him and you took care of him. I don't know what happened, but I know you took care of him, but it just don't sit right with me. Like something just doesn't feel right about it, even though the story was solid and they all told it because that's how they had to do it because they can't tell it to just uh, vampires and wizards and you know all that stuff. So mm-hmm. they told the story, but she ain't buying it. And but they never did. Then they just left the scene, though, didn't they? He never even. It, that's it. It was such a kind of like okay, okay. <laughs> but did they? I, I guess the question is, they got to that point, and he's like, "I don't know what to tell you." You know, yeah. I think is what he said. And no, it then, just ended with her just saying, "It just doesn't sit right with me," and that was right. it. So we don't know that he did or did not tell her what happened. Because even if he does tell so. her what happened, it's not going to make any kind of sense. Yeah. So the next scene, uh, we're seeing Letty. I believe she was like in, um, I don't know, like a bar, diner, at, at a diner, diner restaurant. I thought he or was something. looking for people that, that he was looking for his dad in early when he caught that one dude getting a blowjob from a dude in the alley. Yeah, yeah, the bar. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and she, she's at a table and she, you can tell she's been doing her research. And I believe it's uh, Tick that finds her. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, um, she basically tells him what she discovered that the previous owner, uh, that uh, the the cop that uh, had her in the paddy wagon kept uh, referring to the house as the Winthrop house. He's like, wait. Could... Hmm? No, that Tick is like, wait, Winthrop. I know that name. Yeah, but she couldn't find any information on that. However, she found the previous owner was um, a person named Hiram Epstein who um, was known or who was fired from his um, previous job for all these experiments, like scientific experiments that he was doing on people. Um, and that he also, um, I don't, I don't think she actually said this or I may have read this, that he was a follower of the sons of Adam. And I think it's just, that was probably, well, I don't think she said that. I think no. that, uh, Tick said that, or, or did he not? I don't no, think no, no, no one not. said that, but I think yeah. that was like, um, that was probably a reference I read where it was putting two to two together. Um, because later on, it does make sense when you kind of learn about who Winthrop is. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, it ended up, well, yeah. So, um, anyway, so next scene, um, when they realize about, you know, the history of the house and all, and, and oh, the, the cop also was part of investigations or um, involved in possibly involved in the missing people mm-hmm. um, that, you know, these bodies that were also found. Oh, but don't forget that when she took those pictures on the first day, they were all yes. the faces of the, she was taking pictures of the black people that were in the house moving in and just moving stuff around. But some of them were distorted. And it looked like there were two faces on top of one yeah. face. So she went and she had all these newspaper clippings of these, these black people that disappeared from the South side of Chicago and she mm-hmm. matched all the faces of those newspaper clippings with the faces on the pictures that she took days ago. Even yes. though they had been gone for, you know, a decade or whatever. And she was like this. And she named them all off. Like she, yes. rep- she memorized all their names and she named, this is so-and-so and this is so-and-so and this is so-and-so. And she puts them all together. And he's like, well, damn. And what's yeah. important about that is I, th- I believe it was at least two names uh, from those names are actual people that, that, um, the, yeah, that historically not either not just disappeared, but also were um, um, murdered. known, murdered, and experimented on. Mm. I think uh, may have been ex-slaves. Um, I, I can't remember exactly those re- references, but there are some articles about that too. So again, this is all 
based off of historical events. Epstein is based off of um, the the previous doctor. I think I mentioned to you about um, a gynecologist that is mm. like the father of gynecology that right. experimented on slaves and on um, other black uh, women before on without anesthesia, all these different um, surgical techniques, and until he per, quote unquote perfected it. And then tried it on white women. But of course, when he was trying it on black women, he didn't give them any anesthesia. No, and they died. <laughs> and, you know, cutting babies from them, all sorts of stuff, sterilization, all of these things were done um, in the name of science, um, right. according to them. And yeah. So, uh, next scene Letty and Tick are heading to the house and they hire a medium slash voodoo priestess <laughs> uh, to help drive these spirits from the home. Um, because uh, I think Tick said something in that uh, previous scene um, uh, referencing another quote. I think that uncle George mentioned, like as long as these spirits are around, like they're, they're not oh, going to yeah. rest. Right. They're, they're going to want you, they want to, something along the lines they want to kill you basically. They, as yeah. long as they're in the house, and she was like, well, yeah, you know, well, she also said that is these spirits are in the house and they are, they're at, they're, they're not, they're, at they're trapped in the house and they're, they're trapped in there and they're not at rest because they're in there with their murderer. Yeah. So he, it's not even that they're in the house because they may not necessarily mess with them being black people, but because they're stuck in there with their murderer, yeah. you know, yeah, it's a whole their, their thing. souls are torn, tor- tormented. Right. So um, at the same time, the medium or the, the priestess is there. They go to the basement. And well, the first, priestess, first, yeah, let's oh, go back yeah, to the porch. Yes, they're at the porch and she has a goat. <laughs> uh, she slits the goat's throat and takes the blood of the goat and um, makes a mark on all of their foreheads for protection to keep them protected from any of uh, the, the evil spirits harming right. them or, like a- or possessing them. Right, because she's like, if the spirit is as malevolent as you say it is, we're going to need protection. So she yeah. puts little X's on their foreheads to protect them, the goat's blood. For, yeah. Yeah. So then they go in the basement. Um, that's where, you know, the um, priestess is like feeling the energy and everything. Um, so they... they but, hmm? Well, okay. So when they're on the porch and they, you know, they bring the people on the porch, you see one of the white neighbors looking out of his window and seeing yes. them. Which yes. is important. Yeah. So as they're starting, they're chanting in the basement to um, to bring forth these spirits and all that. The white neighbors are uh, three of them um, have lit some. No, they come with some bats right. and they break into the house to uh, obviously they're they're there to um, inflict some harm. You know, they're, mm-hmm. not, they're not there. Yeah, because they're they're walking in the house with these bats, looking for any occupants right. to. And they break a window to get in too, so they yeah walking so. straight in the front door. And um, they're not just trying to just scare them off. You you see that they are uh, out really being aggressive, and so as um, Letty Tick and the priestess are in the basement and they're kind of. Um, conjuring these spirits or are calling out to them. Um, you also see these spirits and the, uh, you hear the whispers and all that, whereas the white neighbors are above, um, you know, uh, on the upper floors um, investigating. So they think, oh, we found them. We found someone. And they go into that same room. One of them at least went into that same room that 
I said had the solar system model in there and that it wasn't in there anymore. Um, he gets tra- trapped in there. Some two others. Well, two of them did. No, yeah. He called somebody in. He was like, he he hears he hears something. He hears like voices from that room. So he's like, found him. He's like, hey, what's his face? And he calls the other white guy. And yeah. They going the room. Yeah. They go in there. They and then the uh, radiator overheats and they get burned by the um, steam. Right. Well, well, well. First, remember why they walked over to the radiator. So they walk in the room. Uh, they go to bash in the door and the door opens. So they just fly into the room and drop mm-hmm. their bags. And then the door slams behind him. And they're like, what the hell? And he hears the baby laughing. Yes. Oh, and they I forgot turn, about that. Yes. And see, a I giant that black man in a basketball jersey with a baby, baby head, head. a regular head. And the baby is laughing. And the body is walking towards him. And they're like, yo, what the hell? And they grab their bags like they want to fight it. But he's really big with a little head. And he's walking towards them, stumbling kind of towards them like he's about to murder them. And then that's when they kind of back up into the radiator. The radiator over like heats up, and it's a bunch of steam, and it burns them. And I think I saw the hands reach in there and grab them. So they got burnt, and then they got the crap beat out of them, get murdered by this giant man baby that was experimented on. Yes, yes. Oh my god! You see how I blocked that out because that was horrific. I was really great. <laughs> um, and so had the, the other person was wandering around, and uh, oh, let me. Let me back up. <laughs> so he was wandering around. He opened a door that was actually the door to a, the elevator because the house had an elevator. <laughs> in the so very beginning when Letty was showing her sister the house before everyone moved in. And the best that, thing is it's got an elevator. Yeah. She opens the door. And she was like, oh, it's an elevator. But the elevator uh, wasn't, you know, there and it wasn't working. And as she's looking, you know, up or down into the, um, the, right. she, looks down the first. she looks down first. Yeah, and then um, she's like, "What the hell?" And then she hears it and looks up, and, and jumps back. Down and, yeah, exactly. She jumps back, and the elevator just goes whoosh right down, yeah. like, take her head off. And then claims like says, "Oh, I'll make sure to fix it." Um, right. And then later on, even someone else mentions like the elevator still not working she's because like, they were yeah they were taking a piano up the stairs. We're like, we gotta get the elevator fixed. She's like, "Well, it's not hard. It's not easy to find a colored elevator repairman in Chicago." Yeah. yeah. So. This elevator, even though we know it's probably janky, uh, but we also know it's probably the spirits. Um, um, the the neighbor opens the door. He's looking up. He's looking down the shaft, and whoop, yep, that and head comes is, off. Right, and the thing <laughs> is, the elevator doesn't drop down and take his head off. It shoots no. up and takes his head off, and which then is comes not a thing that gravity slowly does. Slowly, yeah. it stops. And if you see that, look at that scene again. It's blurry, but it looks like there is someone in the elevator when it kind of comes back down and stops. I bet there is. I wonder which which one of the, uh, the dead black people took yeah, his head it off. Looked, it was great too. It took like his whole it, it was almost his whole head off, and it was clean too. Like because like I said, the elevator came up and just shoot like a samurai sword. Took his whole yeah, and then the, head off. the body drops, and you're seeing like the pulsating the blood, nerves. Yeah, the and, oh my god, yeah. it was so disgusting. It was dope. So yeah, that uh, neighbor's done. Now, mind you, all this is happening and Letty and um, Tick is not aware of any of this because they are, um, they're in the midst of a seance. (laughs) And as they are, um, they're calling on to this. Okay, help me with this because I know what happens next. I, I know what happens at a certain point. They call on to the spirit. Mm-hmm. and 
then I feel like something happens and then it stops and then the water, um, the water. Right. So, the, the, yeah. Okay. So what happens is she starts, she's like, okay, get in a circle. I feel it down here. It's really strong. So she's, they're chanting or she's chanting and then stuff starts happening, like stuff in the room. Cause you know, it's a dark room. So like the canisters with all the stuff, they just start bumping off of the shelves and there's stuff falling yeah. all over the place. And then stuff starts circling. And she was like, it's working. Start chanting with me. So they all start chanting with her, you know, so the three of them are holding hands in a circle. When she said, remember, she said, don't, you know, hold hands, don't let go no matter what. So they're chanting, they're chanting, they're chanting, and stuff is going crazy, and they're chanting, chanting, and then the white guys get murdered. (laughs) Awesome. Mm -hmm. And then uh, they're chanting, they're chanting, and then everything calms down, and then they stop. So they kind of, Letty and um, Tick, like, and they start kind of, like, laughing, like, oh, man, we did it. And then like there's a kind of an explosion of energy type deal and stuff starts happening and then <laughs> something busts a pipe. Yeah. That's when the pipe bursts. Yeah. And so the water now is coming from the pipe and it's washing away the marks that they had to protect them. And they and, didn't notice it. And Letty was like, our marks. So they tried yes. to leave. They tried um, to run off. And when they did, they, Letty and Tick first, they did, they ran out. But uh, when the priestess tried, she was knocked back. Um, she was right. knocked back down on the ground, and then when she got back up, she was possessed. Now she was possessed Black by eyes, supernatural style. Yeah, she was possessed by the the white owner um, Epstein, right. and um, I feel like she either came up to them to grab them back, or they went back. I can't remember if they went back or if she she went toward them and grabbed them back. But essentially, she she oh no, she grabbed Letty. And and threw her across the room. Right, because Letty Letty went to go try to help her first, and she's like, yes. "Oh my god, are you okay?" And he was like, "I'm a demon now." She yeah, <laughs> and so and she tossed her she, across the room. She tossed her across, and then of course Tick comes down to help Letty, and because then, they couldn't get out because the the the, the, the door, was, door was like it was it wasn't even just closed, but it was stuck. Like he was holding it closed. Yeah, and then so now the possessed um, priestess is uh, choking or has has um, Tick. Um, by the neck and she's like lifting him up and Letty's seeing this because she kind of comes to and she's seeing this so as she's seeing and feeling I guess helpless she starts calling on to the spirits the black spirits to come and help and she calls them by their name to help Mm -hmm. and at some point as she's calling them um, the the priestess actually like releases her uh, releases her um, grip and falls down. Right, like I feel like I think you, he broke her neck. The spirit broke her neck, and then possessed Tick because you kind of heard a crack. Okay. And, it was like, okay. and then she falls over, and then he kind of rises up, and he's got the black eyes now. Yeah, I didn't realize the priestess died then because I don't think I ever saw we we ever saw anything. Well, more yeah, we never her. saw her again. But yeah, I feel like. She didn't just drop. I feel like I heard. No, her, you were her right. You're crack. right because there was a scene where, like, her neck kind of twisted. Uh-huh. And, yeah, you are right. And and, 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 lit, so, and it wasn't uh, Tick that was doing it. It was like the spirit yeah. in her like broke her neck and then transferred over into Tick. Yeah, or maybe it was the other spirit. No, it, who knows if it was the black spirit? He was trying to kill all of them. So now, now Tick is now possessed, and as um, as he's starting to approach Letty, Letty's now calling on to the ancestors again to help, and she and she's chanting the the same chant that they were doing. How before. do we? 
Sorry, how do we feel about profanity on this? Because I want to quote the show. Oh no, go ahead, go ahead. Get the fuck out of my house, bitch! Get yes. the fuck out of my house, bitch! It's Tick. And he, yeah, so you see like, Tick, and you see like this blurred image of the actual Epstein kind of going back and forth, and yeah, he's just. <laughs> you can continue. Get the fuck out of my house, bitch! <laughs> yeah, so um, the spirits are now coming. Uh, to see you see them and all of their like deformities and everything you see the baby head the basketball player you see uh, another spirit where she her um, her her baby was ripped out from her and she's holding her baby you see an older lady that has a lot of uh, uh, injuries on her head you see the the jawless person you see mm-hmm. um, a, a headless person <laughs> Um, mm. that is crawling. You see some other... It's, it's the, the woman with her breast chopped off. Yes, it's, it's very disgusting. But they're, they're coming together and they're all holding hands with Le- uh, with Letty and chanting and chanting. And, and now... Like, you're not um, dead yet. Get them out of here. Get yeah. them, you know. Um, Epstein now releases uh, Tick and Tick falls down and then you see just the spirit of Epstein just now kind of out, like not being able to do anything but to being like, you know, um, this chant is obviously working. And so as they're continuing to chant, you now see these spirits healing and becoming Mm. their former selves. I mean, they're still dead. They're not (laughs) becoming human, but you see who they actually were before um, his atrocities were uh, committed to them. So Right, you start um, to notice, because like one guy, he... As he's chanting, he looks and he touches his arm and you can see his arm. It was like ripped up down to the bone. It started to reform and heal itself. And everybody yeah. Yeah, just kind of, they kind of pan around the circle and all of them just kind of heal up magically. And it's it's a beautiful moment in a way because it's like they're they're finally, as they are gaining the control and they're not allowing the trauma to keep them there any right. longer, he is now the music, powerless. They're playing like more gospel music, like the devil out of my house or something like that. Yeah. Um, and like so a, finally, they're able, um, they they're able to banish him. He disperses, I guess. <laughs> um, and uh, oh my! But that that scene, like Letty, is like you. She's Oof. taking every ounce of her to like you know the sweat, the 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 pain. Everything is on her face, and it's just like and she's like screaming Emmy, and crying. And... Emmy. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, this, and this then of course the last her. thing before he disperses is get the fuck out of my house, oh, yeah. and then he, and he poof and he poofs away or whatever. But yeah, her yeah. she was the emotions in this thing were like, oh my god, she is like really feeling this thing on it ten, was, yeah. on ten, and um, and so yes, Best actress for <laughs> those two. So Journey Smoothie Bell. <laughs> so finally, um, um, he disperses. The the ghosts kind of disappear at this time. Um, you, she, she takes, she exhales and, um, it goes to the next scene. Next scene is essentially, we're going to say a few days later, maybe, um, everything's a little better at the house. She's uh, a reporter is now at the house. They're, they're putting, getting the house together. Um, people are there, I guess, moving back in the reporters now talking to Letty about, um, you know, the ordeal that she's going through 
um, meaning the harassment of the neighbors, because obviously no one really knows about like the spiritual ordeal, I'm guessing. Right. Um, right. But how she is staying at the house um, despite um, trying to be pushed out and she is turning around um, to really open up the house for any um, low income um, families, uh, black families to move in. So basically she is moving forward with like her sister's wishes, her sister um, initially thought that's what Letty was going to do and said Letty was moving in artists and friends and stuff. People that I guess um, her sister felt like didn't really need the place. Um, but now she's turning it around and she's kind of honoring her sister's wishes. And, right, and doing a little interview or whatever. Yeah. And so they, um, they get into the elevator. <laughs> they call up. Uh, the elevator the elevator's working they get into the elevator and as they're getting in um the reporter asks you know off the record um um did you hear about like the um three uh, three of your neighbors that went missing that night your your wife's neighbors (laughs) yeah and letty's like i didn't know anyone was missing and you don't know whether she actually knows or not because after the exorcism and all that we don't know if she saw the bodies or what happened, but as they're getting off the elevator, you see the elevator. Now the, um, the door closes and the elevator goes down and it goes down to the basement. And then as it, it, as it reaches the basement, it continues to go down and past the basement. You start seeing these symbols that we've seen before the runes. Um, that we've seen from the Braithwites and their wizarding ways. And the elevator continues to go down. So now we're seeing that the elevator is going down further than the basement. And it continues, continues. And now it, it reaches like this cavern or a tunnel. And the elevator door opens and you and the camera pans out. And you see the bodies now in this tunnel. And the light, the light's turn on in the tunnel and you see this tunnel goes pretty far and it's like a like a like a old mine shaft like a yes. person just dug the tunnel out it's not a hallway it's like a legit somebody took shovels and just dug underground and it just keeps going and back there are and back. lights and you're seeing um a lot of bodies um that have been there quite a while so a lot more than probably eight bodies but a lot of people have been buried under this house and um that scene ends <laughs> and uh, da, da, da. the next scene, I'm thinking that's the end of the show, but no, no, there is more. Wait, uh, <laughs> there's right. more. Uh, so the next scene ends with Tick downtown um, and he is across the street from Jay Jackson, the realtor that sold um, Letty this house. And he sees that silver car that we have seen before in uh, previous episodes owned by, I think her name was Christine or Christina Braithwaite, um, Mm -hmm. pulls up to the realtor. She gets out. So now is piquing his curiosity. Um, So he goes across the street as she, as she enters. um, And he, when he enters, he overhears her saying something about, you know, the money, the money that's been transferred and thanks for all your help or whatever. And he sees out of here. Yeah. He sees him packing up to go so um jack jay jackson leaves and um she uh tick 
understands now that she is responsible for the quote unquote inheritance that Letty got to buy this house and I guess hired Jay Jackson to encourage her to buy the house. Uh-huh. So as she is trying to explain, or he explains how he put two and two together because Letty mentioned the Winthrop house and he, he remembers the name from um, the pic, like her father's pic, favorite picture in the house of Winthrop, who is a founding member um, of the Sons of Adam. And Christine goes to tell kind of more history behind him that he was banished from it for stealing pages from the Book of Names because um, uh, the founder, Atticus, was the only one that had the... Not Atticus. Titus. Um, Titus, yes. I'm sorry. Titus had the only... Uh, he's the only one with access to it, so he's the only one that could read it, I guess. The, the, the Codex. Something. He has, like, the, uh, the yeah. cipher for it. And so, because of that, he was the only one to have access. And so, um, Winthrop stole pages from the book because he wanted to translate them for himself um, and be able to obtain the same power, because, you know. He didn't want to be right. a follower. He wanted to be a leader of his own. Which might be what ended up getting the house burned down. Remember, they had talked about the, the house yes. in the first episode. Because they were trying, he said that the house burned down because they were trying to the uh, conduct house. a ritual. Yeah, exactly. They were, they were doing a ritual. They were trying to get the, like, the secret to immortality. And it went wrong because they didn't have these pages, I guess. And it went wrong and burned the whole place down. Yeah, and she mentioned that all of their all of their spells and all their power that they have that they know so far have only come from like one page of the the few pages that they did have or they did have access to, and so she basically was there because um, she felt like well, what just think about the possibilities if we can find those pages. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, she was also oh oh well. <laughs> I think we you kind of jump the gun, but maybe, but yeah, because the the history lesson. I guess when he talked to her, he starts closing the blinds. When uh, Tick is talking to Christina in the realtor's office, and he's closing the blinds, and he's like, "Well, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm here to stop you from messing with my family." He pulls a gun on her. He tries to shoot her, mm-hmm. and that's when she starts giving this history lesson. And he's like, "I don't want to hear this." So he tries to shoot her, and it is made painfully clear to himself and us that he cannot shoot her even though he wants to mm-hmm. and then she gets into well that's the thing like all these guys want to do spells and well, well most of them can't create a spell and well she talks blah, blah, blah. about her father's spell that all of them um they like they they're able to create one one big spell right. for their life and the, the one that their father her father did was um um in, vulnerability yeah vulnerability um and Unfortunately, during the ritual that he did with Tick to try to open or get access to the, the Garden of Eden, he had to remove the spell from him. So, right. um, because like he turned it to dust, a yeah, pillar or whatever. But yeah. Obviously, she has learned this spell and she can't be harmed. So, right. which know. is why when she was in that car and that pickup truck hit it, it just flipped the whole truck because she can't be harmed. So it was a force field around her, basically. Yes. Yeah. So um, so she goes, as, as she's telling him this, and he's still struggling with this force to try to shoot her and all that, and she said, well, you know, basically, when if you're kind of done, like, 
let's continue <laughs> with the story. And, and that's when you kind of find her mission is to find the rest of these pages. And I'm, I'm guessing to gain its power and all that. Um, and what is really to kind of bring it home and to remind us what we're watching. She, the show ends with her reminding him. <laughs> I thought you were smarter than that. Yes. You can't go around killing a white woman. <laughs> Just a reminder of the times that they're in, despite all the supernatural world that they're a part of, that, yeah, she has the power. <laughs> yeah. And Especially her. scene. <laughs> right. So, yeah. yeah that was good. episode three, Holy Ghost. That was a long-ass recap, because, yeah, you kept right. me on my toes. There are certain things that I'm like, yeah, I obviously blocked. <laughs> But Damn. that episode, there was so much going on that episode, and it got a lot of buzz because some people that, again, I guess aren't maybe this is not their normal genre and stuff. Um, they weren't really feeling this episode because it does feel a lot different um, from the previous two as you're watching it. But they, as we uh, um, already discussed, it kind of ties it together still like it's still mm-hmm. relevant it's, it's not totally separate as it kind of presented itself right. to be and you didn't find that out until like the very end of the episode the last like four minutes of it yeah because it was like okay so now they're in a haunted house like hey haven't seen any supernatural stuff their whole time being alive and now they're seeing this stuff but that's <laughs> because the braithwaites put her in this house basically you know? yeah so i'm i'm really I'm so excited to see where this is going because every time the episode ends and it'll show kind of scenes for the next um, the next week, uh, the very first episode when they showed that they showed scenes of like upcoming in the season, and I thought everything we were seeing was like going to be stretched out throughout the season. But now I know that everything that was all one episode, and mm-hmm. every episode feels so different yet it's still connected. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the type of show I, I've been waiting for for a long time. Something that just is so unexpected and but very well done and intricately done, where it's just not sloppy and and random. So right, it's very everything is very intentional. Yes, yes. So oh, I can't wait for episode four. Right. So that's a little interlude music. Uh, <laughs> uh, before we wrap things up because we've been talking for a long time um, I want to ask you uh, about what you've been watching lately and to give a popcorn rating and if you're not familiar with the popcorn ratings I am I am okay well I'm a, I'm a long time listener of two, <laughs> two episodes of two episodes well for new listeners that may not be um, familiar because we really didn't spell it out when we kind of return um, we rate things based off of small medium or large popcorn with or without butter so what have you been watching lately and let's um Let's kind of just stick to maybe two things just to. What have I been watching lately? Let's check some of my mini streaming services. Um, uh, I've been watching a lot of anime because that's what I do. Mm-hmm. Still, I'm, you know, I'm 930 something episodes into One Piece. Yeah, okay. it's a lot. <laughs> it's a classic. And, and they're continuing making oh, episodes God, yes. still? Oh, yeah, they're brand new episodes. Like, 
well, they're back to doing weekly episodes now. Oh, wow. So I'm watching like five different animes right now. Okay. Which is normal. Black Clover, Fire Force, One Piece, Tower God, and I'm on my second watch through Hunter x Hunter. Uh, yeah, One Piece is uh, how many episodes? 900 and... Jesus Christ, that's a lot of episodes. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, nine, it's like 950-something, I think, at this point. But the things that I've been watching that are a little bit more mainstream, uh, I started watching... Uh, What's the name of that show? Um, Cobra Kai, uh-huh. which is a Netflix show. It used to be a YouTube Red show. And I was like, oh, this looks interesting. It's basically uh, Karate Kid, but 34 years later. Was it really uh, only on YouTube Red? Because I remember- It started out as a YouTube Red show, yeah. It didn't go it to any started. other network before Netflix? Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if it went somewhere before Netflix, but it started out as a YouTube okay. show. Okay. Like YouTube was doing a little, making a little foray into actually producing content, so yeah. just posting, reposting stuff. So it was a YouTube red show, and it basically follows. You remember how in Karate Kid, the main character Daniel San, trained by Mr. Miyagi, the great Pat Morita, R.I.P. Uh, he won a tournament. He beat the kid named Johnny with the yeah, crane the blonde, kick. the blonde kid. Right. So this follows Johnny and Daniel's life. So it's like thirty some years later. Uh, uh, Daniel was a successful car dealer. He's got like the biggest car dealership in the Valley, California. Mm-hmm. And he's like really successful. Meanwhile, Johnny, the guy that he beat in the tournament that was fighting dirty, um, sweeped the leg. He didn't want to do it, but he did it. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, is not successful at all. He's like just kind of doing little jobs here and there. And he's like a halfway functioning alcoholic. And then he, something happens and he reopens the Cobra Kai dojo. But it's uh it's kind of different because the dojo is open back up but he is not being a dick like his old sensei was mm-hmm. he's trying to be a little better and a better person but he's still stuck in the 80s so he's still <laughs> a bit of a misogynist and he's like you know he's all talking about oh don't be a pussy blah 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 and it's like dude you're dealing with these soft ass 2000s kids like you can't do that now it's not it's not the same time so he has to learn to evolve and he has a son so he's learning to evolve and he's trying to you know reconnect with his son and then meanwhile daniel's like training this other kid so it's a whole thing you know i'm on like the second season it's really good i'm enjoying it okay so my, my what, karate action what rating would you give it um i'd give it where i am now i'm like at the beginning of the second like a couple episodes into the second season i'd give it i'd probably give it like a uh, a, t- a medium popcorn with butter to maybe a large popcorn. It's pretty good. I'm enjoying it. Okay. It's nostalgic, but it's uh, it's new, mm-hmm. and uh, there's the there's the old training. You know, the Cobra Kai is all strike first, strike hard, no mercy. So they're all just straight to the ass kicking. But then the Miyagi Do uh, that Daniel is doing, he's training the kids like Miyagi trained him. So it's paint the fence and it's wax on, wax mm-hmm. off, and it's do this and do all these little chores. Um, so he's doing that, and it's. Just, and it's, it's, it's a fluid, it's like Cowboy Bebop, it's fluid karate. It's just kind of go with the flow and, and, you know, you have to anticipate what people are doing. It's not so much punch the dude through his face. It's like wait for him to punch you and then kick him in the head, you know. <laughs> it's a, but it's really good. I'm enjoying it. Um, and then the other thing I started watching is the newest season of Lucifer. Oh, uh, uh, okay. Which is, uh, which is good. I like it so far. I'm only like two episodes in, but it's, it's fun. It's fun stuff. Yeah. You gonna give it a rating? I think it's too early. I like the okay. show, but I'm only like two episodes into it. But I, I've enjoyed the episode so far. 
some people are like, oh, this season sucks, but I haven't gotten to a part where it sucks yet, so I'm enjoying it. But so, it's, it's, it's still too early at this point. But the show itself is great. I like, started the- Lucifer um, ages ago when I think when it first came on, mm-hmm. and I think it just um, it wasn't that it, it was nothing wrong with it, but I think I just had like a very short attention span, and I kind of felt like after the first or second episode, I kind of, I felt like I could see where it was going, and mm-hmm. I just was not interested in that that type of route at right. the moment. So I'm like, oh, right. you know, I'm going to I'm going to table this and kind of come back to it when I kind of feel more up to it. <laughs> and well, I just never did. to watch now. Yeah. So we're on season 5. So you got four seasons to binge, if, well five seasons to binge if you want because it's now a it's now a Netflix show. Yeah. So they dropped the whole season like a couple of days ago. And I think um, that's that's also why like I it was when I caught it is when it came out. It was like Fox or something on TV. Yeah, and I just FX, I think, maybe I yeah, and I felt like I it just wasn't a show that I wanted to catch weekly. Like, but right. it's it's something that probably would be better to binge than to like you know be waiting each week yeah. for an episode. Well, you got five whole seasons to watch now. Awesome. Sounds like I got some watching to do. So that's our show today. Thanks for joining us again, Thomas. And for all you listeners, thanks for tuning in. And remember to like and follow us on social media and wherever you love to listen to podcasts. Till next time.